Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Grinders and welcome to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host Travis Mangone here to talk about the uh, MLB slate. Um, you know, me and Josh were trying to get it recorded before, but he's having some issues. So uh, having some issues with things. So uh, you know, I'm I'm just here to talk about it for now. So yeah, just wanted to uh, kind of get started with it. I think it's a pretty. Um, it's a. It's not the easiest slate, but I think it's. Uh, I think there's some decisions we made at the top, and I think it's like I think it's clear cut what you have to do. But at the same time, I think it's one of those slates where uh, we have to uh, we have tough decisions to make. But uh, I think it's it, the, the routes to go is uh you know it's pretty obvious. And I think just, you know to kick that off, we'll just talk about the pitching, right? Uh, it's a loaded pitching slate. There's just guys that you have to you know have interest in. Guy like Max Scherzer, he's uh you know gets a matchup against Milwaukee, tons of strikeout upside. He's a guy that you definitely have to have a ton of interest in here. Uh, he's my favorite option right if i had to pick if salary wasn't a thing he's got the most upside but then there's a guy like chris archer um you have to love him against the white Sox. white Sox. jose bray was out of lineup yesterday good chance he's out again i mean this is a great strikeout upside spot for him uh you know it's not the best pitchers park same with max scherzer in milwaukee not the best pitchers park but he's a guy you have to like uh, then we talk about, about a guy like you darvish uh you know in against san diego a team that we uh, you know we love to stream against he makes a ton of sense here um but it's you know it's they had like implied run total over four which is kind of shocking at first like first look you're like oh that that wouldn't sound about right to me right but uh it i mean it's just one of those slates where i think it's uh you know darvish is a tournament option that could go super on her own that you have to consider Uh, he's not my he's probably the number three to max and archer for me but uh he's the guy on the list right that we have to consider then we have the next tier it's like guys like Aaron Nola, Brad Peacock, Marcus Stroman, Carlos Rodon, and Dan Straley. Um, I think it's like Nola and Straley become like the one and two here in this tier. These are like two guys that you definitely have like the most interest in. Uh, we've been streaming pitchers against Philly. It's a ba- you know good good ballpark shift for uh, you know as like a Miami pitcher. Like g- getting the Phillies in a pitcher's park is always good. Uh, Nola's a guy that he's going to get a ton of like righties that we're we're kind of worried about in this lineup, right? Like we're worried about a Stanton Ozuna, but like. Uh, you know, Noel's a guy who pitches you know well against right-handers, so it, I think it makes sense to go with them as turn options. I think Straley could end up being popular because it's the Phillies, but uh, I think it's both good spots for them. Stroman is a guy I'm just going to pass on, I think, because of the matchup, and it just doesn't make sense with it being such a loaded pitching slate. Just the upside I don't see is there. Uh, Brad Peacock, I'm going to stay away because I get it. Like, like streaming against the Mets makes a ton of sense, but the problem with Brad Peacock is the innings, right? Uh, he normally doesn't go enough innings for us to like. So, uh, yeah, you know, like six innings, 5.1, 4.2, 6.1, 6, 4, 3, 7. Like, it's just, you know, it's rare that he's going to get the seven innings, and this is a slate where I feel like I need to get a lot of innings out of my pitcher. So I'm going to pass on Brad Peacock here. Uh, and then the one last guy I want to talk about is Carlos Rodon. Uh, you know, he's a guy with tons of strikeout upside in this spot against Tampa Bay. He can explode, right? He can absolutely get uh, destroyed, and he can absolutely crush and get tons of strikeouts. So he's a high-risk, high-reward type play, so you have to just keep that in mind when you play him. And I don't know if we get a lot of exposure to him. He's not a guy you want to go all in on, but I wouldn't hate getting some exposure in tournaments to him. Uh 
yeah so at the top those are kind of the guys like to really talk about i think for me i'm just gonna like you know i think my like one two and three are uh max max scherzer chris archer and dan Shirley. i think that's my one two and three all around um and then we talk about these other guys, right? Here's kind of the issue. I think that, you know, like, we got a guy like Patrick Corbin in course. I'm going to pass on. Kyle Gibson against Kansas City, pass on. John Gray in course. I'm going to pass on him, too. Then we get some interesting guys, like Jameson Tyon. Against Cincinnati, uh, there's going to be some weather, so that's going to be an issue and something to watch for. So that's, you know, be on the lookout for that. But I, I don't love him in this spot. Uh, Cincinnati's not a team I'm trying to target. I just think there's tons of guys at the top that I have more interest in. Uh, Wade Miley against Toronto sounds like another pass to me. Jarrell Cotton against Seattle, no thanks. Ricky Nolasco in Texas and A.J. Griffin in Texas, no thanks. Seth Lugo against Houston, that's a pass. Gallardo against Oakland, uh, I get it right. Like Oakland strikes out a ton against righties, but I'm not trying to play Gallardo here. There's just there's too many good pitchers at the top that I have interest in, right? Uh, like some of the guys I crossed off just because uh, there's like I just think there's like so like there's at least four guys that just feel like they're in like really good spots. It's too hard to you know not get exposure to them. So like Jordan Lyles pass, uh, Onelki Garcia, he's another guy I'm gonna pass on. The two guys at the bottom I have semi-interest in, and again, one is in a weather game, is Tyler Malley. Again, he's a young pitcher, has some strikeout upside, but I don't think this is the spot to really, you know, go with him. So I'm gonna probably pass on him personally, just because of like the weather and like the, you know, Pirates aren't the team you definitely wanna target a ton. Uh, you know, he's a guy I'm gonna try try to look to play throughout the like rest of the year, but this isn't the right spot for it. The one last guy, cheap, if you, like, you know, if you told me hey travis i'm going cheap uh who do i go i think it's brandon woodruff because the the amount of strikeout upside that you can have i know the washington lineup is a little better now but i think woodruff is a guy that has some upside that we could definitely attack here but again i think it's a spot to not get cute and go cheap i think it's clear cut you got to pay up um got to go for guys that are more expensive than dan Australian up and i think that's kind of what you have to do here so um that's just my personal opinion on like what i think is like the route to go it just i don't see one of these other cheaper pitchers winning you a slate uh i think you're gonna have to find the bats there i get like you know if you if you stack them up and you have like these super expensive offenses there's just not a ton of good pitching so and i think one of these pitchers is going to absolutely have a dominant outing and you're going to want to have them on your on on this slate so uh, let's move on to the catcher position we have uh you know brian mccann against seth lugo i love him in this spot i think he's interesting you always have to have interest in jonathan lacroix against a lefty in cores makes a ton of sense one of my top guys if you have the money to pay for is yasmani grandal against lyles i think he's in a fantastic spot here uh you know grandal is a guy that i you know i'm a big fan of but he, you know he gets a better park shift here, uh, you know, in San Diego than, you know, LA. And, you know, it's just one of those spots where I think, uh, you know, it's not a huge park shift, but I think it's a, uh, it's more than enough where it could help obviously. Right. A little bit. And, uh, you know, he's been hitting the ball pretty well recently. And, uh, I like him here in this spot. If you want a cheap guy like Wilson Ramos against a lefty, he's always a guy that hits lefties well. And then like some of these twins uh, catchers, right? Um, they are pretty cheap and, you know, prioritizing them. I don't hate doing that against a lefty and I think they're cheap. Uh, so, you know, getting cheap exposure to twins bats makes sense. But kind of the way to play catcher today is wait to see what happens when the lineups come out. I think that's the smartest thing to do. And once those lineups come out, uh, you know, basically make a decision based on that. Because I think uh, there's no catcher I'm like really prioritizing, right? It's not like I have like, uh, what's it called? Um, 
it's not like I have Gary Sanchez against like you know a really bad lefty right uh, in Yankee Stadium. I don't have that today. I don't have uh, you know that kind of spot. One guy people might ask about is hey Salvador Perez. He's really cheap. But he's guys like been playing kind of injured. It sounds like uh, so you know it's the kind of the word around the street is I'm just gonna stay away from him for now and just kind of move on from there. So that's kind of my take on that and kind of what I'm gonna do with uh, the uh, the catcher position. It's not a spot I love, so we'll just have to like kind of take the wait and see approach. But moving on to the next spot, we'll have first base. Oddly uh, enough one of my one of my you know obviously like i love like paul goldschmidt cores against sean gray but john gray is not the greatest matchup for him but paul goldschmidt cores is a guy if you can get exposure to uh, i would want to right and a guy like mark reynolds against the lefty that makes a lot of sense you definitely uh want to get exposure to these cores bats uh it just you know it's it's one of the best hitting environments and it makes so much sense but one of my favorite first basemen on the slate and uh call me crazy is albert Pujols against aj griffin I think he just makes so much sense here in this spot. Uh, it's just an absolute great play for me. So I'm definitely going to have interest in him here. Uh, yeah, so he's a guy definitely you want to end up, I think, loading up on. Then uh, one other guy that I like, uh, he's not on this slate, but I wish he was, uh, Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, I, you know, just uh, figured I'd mention him as like a guy. If you're playing other slates, he's a guy I like a lot. I think he's in a really good spot here. Uh, and talking about another angel, CJ Crone against Griffin. I wouldn't hate going uh, going with him here. He's not a bad option too. But again, first is not a spot I'm in love with. I'm not, you know, I'm not just like dying to play uh, play tons of first baseman here. Uh, if you, you know, Ricky Nolasco is a guy who gets hit pretty hard. I would like have interest in a guy like Mike Napoli or a guy like Joey Gallo. I think they make sense. But if you're telling me, hey, Travis, who's your favorite first baseman on the slate? Call me crazy. It's Albert Pujols here. I like him a lot. And I think it just makes a ton of sense. So I'm uh, moving on to the next position. Uh, we have second base and we have Brian Dozier against a lefty like signed me up. A not so good lefty. I'll pay the price tag for him. He's one of my favorite guys here. If you want to go on the cheaper end, more like the mid-tier, Daniel Murphy, right? Uh, I like Brandon Woodruff, but I'm a big Daniel Murphy fan. He's a really good hitter and it just makes a ton of sense here. So, I mean, sign me up for some Daniel Murphy. He's a guy against Woodruff uh, in a... In a in the park like Milwaukee where it's good for lefty power uh, I'm gonna have interest in Daniel Murphy in this spot for sure uh, you know there's other guys that we can look at right like uh go Whit Merrifield he's been hitting the ball well if you want to get exposure to Kansas City don't hate going him against a against a Kyle Gibson if you have the money for Jose Altuve would love to pay up for him uh, you know, and then there's like the cores bats, right? DJ LeMahieu against a lefty doesn't have huge upside. That's the problem with LeMahieu. But if you're playing Colorado, don't hate putting him in there. Like, uh, you know, guy like Odor against a uh, guy like Nolasco. Like Nolasco just gets hard, hit hard by lefties. He makes a ton of sense to go a guy like Odor. If you're, especially if you're stacking up Texas, I wouldn't want to miss out on him. But uh, for me, my two favorite second basemen, and they're kind of pricey. But you know, I, I kind of saved with Albert Pujols at first, and I kind of like to save a casual. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pay up here. I'm gonna go Brian Dozier or Daniel Murphy. Those are my uh, one and two at the second base position today moving on to third base uh i mean he's like the clear-cut guy right uh nolan arenado how do you fade him against patrick corbin like against a lefty he's gonna be chalky though right that's kind of the thing he's the guy i think you load up on he's one of the most prioritized bats on this slate you want to prioritize so uh nolan arenado man uh love him in this spot uh he's He's the best option here for me. Uh, if you want to go for more of like a cheaper option, uh, Evan Longoria against uh, Carlos Rodon. Rodon is lefty, and uh, Longoria has hit lefties really great throughout his career, so he makes a ton of sense. You can also go back to the wall and cores. Uh, Jake Lamb. Jake Lamb against John Gray. That makes a lot of sense here. And, uh, you know, this this so this Minnesota-Kansas City game is an interesting one, and I think there's some more third basemen to play here, like an Eduardo Escobar, a Mike Moustakas who homered yesterday. There's some third basemen to like here, so you know you can go you can go and play them here too. I think they're interesting, and of course third is just loaded as usual. You get 
Josh Donaldson against the lefty, who's going to go super under-owned, and he's just in a great spot. So, I mean, Josh Donaldson against the lefty, sign me up. And then even Justin Turner against Lyles. Not so great of a pitcher. He makes sense. And, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about the Angels a little bit here on this slate. Don't mind going to Luis Valbuena, who has double home run upside. So third is pretty loaded. Um, if you're telling me, hey, Travis, I'm entering, uh, you know, DraftKings 3 entry max. Who am I playing? Uh, you know, you can only play three different guys. I'll go Nolan Arenado as one. Uh, I'll go Josh Donaldson as my number two. And my number three, just because, uh, you know, once we get to the stack of day, you'll find out. Uh, Luis Valbuena, I'll go with as my number three. So, yeah, that's kind of how I think of the third base position. Moving on to shortstop. Uh, shortstop. Uh, shortstop's a position. We got Trey Turner back in our lives. Uh, you know, I would love to play him against Brandon Woodruff because of the stolen base upside, but I don't think it's a third base of the spot where I really am definitely going to pay up. But if uh, I can pay up, of course I'd love to pay up for him. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to pay the price tag on FanDuel of Jorge Polanco at 4K. Seems pretty priced up, but, uh, you know, he's got to consider. Like, guys like Elvis Andrews up here for 3700 He's another guy. But uh, shortstop's a spot where I'm trying to, I think I'm going to try and, like, wait and see what happens with, like, lineups and hopefully get maybe a cheaper cheaper option of course uh, if you have the money trevor story against the lefty he's a guy that's been crushing the lefties uh you know historically so i would have interest in him uh one other guy i definitely like is angelton simmons uh, i think he's an interesting option depending on the lineup spot would would definitely uh look to get some exposure to him here uh, it makes a makes a ton of sense uh so yeah shortstop is a spot where there's not a lot to love. Like I love the price tag of uh, Gene Segura uh, for twenty seven hundred. There's not a lot to like for like more so like the cheaper options I should say. Uh, there's a lot to like at the top. The question is is can you pay up at uh, can you pay up here at shortstop? Right. That's kind of the debate. Uh, it's normally a position I kind of like wait for lineups and try and pay down if I can. Uh, but hey, if you're just gonna tell me, uh, Travis, pick your three favorite shortstops right on this slate. Um, I'll go with Trevor Story as my my number one just because it's in cores against Patrick Corbin. I know Patrick Corbin's been better, right? Uh, but he's a guy that has huge upside. And, uh, you know, there's obviously some risk there, right? Trevor Story is a his, historically a guy who's a, uh, you know, GVP player, right? He's a, He swings for the fences. He's a all or nothing. So, uh, yeah, uh, Trevor Story is a guy you definitely uh, definitely like a lot. Maybe he's not my number. He's my number one tournament play, not my number one cash play. That's kind of the issue in cash. I don't know if I can stomach uh, paying that 3800 price tag for a possible zero, right? But he's a guy I like a lot here. Trey Turner is another guy. He's going to be my number two here, I'd say. And then uh, throwing as my number three, uh, we will go with um, we'll go with Angelton Simmons just because I you know I, I'm gonna like guys against Andrew Griffin with that huge run total for the Angels. Uh, and then uh, real quick before we go, let me pull up DraftKings real quick. Um, I just want to see some Minnesota pricing. I know they're expensive on FanDuel, but the Minnesota pricing. Um, yeah, Polanco at shortstop is 4.7K. The problem is the Twins are getting super priced up. It makes sense, though, right? Against a guy like Garcia with a 5.48 run total. Uh, the question is, are people going to pay these price tags? I'll just list them off to you. I think it's interesting to talk about this stack for a second. Uh, Garcia is a guy who's not that great. And we get Dozier for 5.2K. Polanco for 4.7. Buxton for 5.4. Uh you know, a guy like Kenny's Vargas against the lefty. He's a guy for 3.4K. I probably should mention at first base. I like him a lot. He's been, he hits lefties really well, so he makes a ton of sense. And you got some of these uh, cheaper sh- catchers, but like who's going to pay like, you know, the price tag for Buxton and for like Polanco and like, those are just super expensive price tags. Escobar is at least 4K at shortstop eligible in DraftKings. So there's guys to go here. Uh, I don't want to sleep on the Twins, so I just want to kind of mention that. Um, you know, mainly was looking at FanDuel because uh, I pulled up DraftKings earlier and like uh, that, you know, 
it crashed my whole computer so i'm not pulling it up right now but i'm um, mainly looking at fanduel just because of that issue i had but yeah he's 4k on uh fanduel but yeah, just to kind of like wrap it up, like I said, I think uh, Trey Turner, Trevor Story, like two of the top options. I like Anderson Simmons. I also like these Minnesota shortstops if you can get them in. But it's one of those slates where just be on the lookout to see what, what lineups dictate for us. Uh, like, you know, just kind of fi- find a spot for value because it might be a spot where we want to get for value because we want to pay it for a guy like Arenado, who we talked about, who's in a great spot against Patrick Corbin. So, yeah, definitely kind of the way I'd sum it up. And uh, we'll move on to the outfield. Uh, so the way I'm going to do the outfield is I'm just going to, you know, go um, – team by team rather than uh salary like you know rather than go up and down the salary i'll just go team by team and kind of break it down to you um cincinnati pittsburgh it's kind of like a fade game there's really bad weather too so i'm just not touching those outfielders and that's kind of what i'm just gonna take the approach uh if you look at the toronto outfield uh, man jose batista has been so bad but if where he's cheap i don't mind going back to him i like steve pierce he gets a lefty and we know steve pierce crushes lefties so steve pierce makes a ton of sense here i like him Strowman's a guy who reduces a lot of, uh, you know, reduces a lot of hard contact, and you know he's he's not a huge strikeout upside pitcher. He's just like a good quality pitcher. I'm just gonna fade the Baltimore outfield. Just doesn't seem too necessary here to me. So that's kind of the approach I'll take. Uh, then looking at uh, a guy like Carlos Rodon, uh, maybe get like a guy like Steven Souza, but Steven Souza is a guy who's been mainly hitting uh, righties a lot better than lefties this year. He's, that's where all his power has been, he's where his all his home runs have been. So eh, I don't think you need to go a guy like Souza here, but don't hate it. Like I wouldn't argue against it, um, but yeah. And we look at the White Sox outfield, hard pass against Archer just doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, looking at the Washington outfield, I eh, don't think I need to go any of those guys, really. Just not guys that I'm absolutely in love with. Uh, against Woodruff, the Milwaukee outfield against Max Scherzer, that's a hard pass. I promise we have more outfields coming that we definitely should have some interest in. Like this next one, uh, Kansas City and Minnesota, we should have interest in. Uh, you know, some of these uh, some of these Kansas City bats like Lorenzo Cain, Amelki Cabrera, uh, Brandon Moss, uh, he hits, uh, you know, righties pretty well and he's lefty that has huge upside. So it gets a guy like Kyle Gibson makes a ton of sense and then this minnesota outfield talked about them earlier you know definitely think i'd have interest in a guy like byron buxton he just makes a ton of sense here i know he's priced up but where you can get him cheap let's see um fandle i know he's expensive on DraftKings. fandle he is 3700 i know he's been battling with an injury but you definitely have to have interest in some of these uh some of these minnesota outfielders here in the spot uh moving on philadelphia i you know i like hoskins and nick williams if you believe that you know you want to attack the fly ball pitcher and dan straley i don't mind that as like a mini stack of doing the nick williams hoskins route but i don't think it's necessary on this lane i'm not trying to attack dan straley uh, and again same with nola right i you know i love what giancarlo stan's been doing but i don't think you need to pay for him i'd rather pay for you know another top bat instead so i'm gonna pass on the miami outfield reason why i'm gonna pass is i'm loading up on this angels outfield you know give me uh give me cole calhoun give me upton give me trout love them uh, i i think they're in just fantastic spots so i'm I'm going to load up on them. And then, you know, against Wiki Alaska, we can't forget this Texas outfield, right? Don't sleep on them too. They're in a fantastic spot. Just to know, it's 90 degrees there compared to all these other spots. Um, so talking about weather, weather is super important here towards the towards September because it's cool in a lot of places, right? Texas is 90 degrees. Colorado, it's 88. Then we move on to some of these other games, right? 71 in Chicago. Uh, you know, roof is closed in Miami. Roof is probably closed in Milwaukee. 77 in Minnesota. 65 in Baltimore. Uh, 61 in, in Pittsburgh. Like, like don't like these these two games of Angels, Texas, and Arizona and Colorado are in such great spots because of the weather. Like just 
make sure you are like i'm not telling you that you definitely have to load up on these teams but you should be getting exposure to these teams in this spot it just makes so much sense so that's kind of the route i would take like i love mike trout here i mean that's not a hot take though right but like mike trout justin upton and calhoun i think they just make so much sense here even a ben revere if he's batting first don't hate putting him in there um then we'll talk about Arizona, Colorado, right? Uh, you know, if we're talking about Colorado, uh, definitely like Ian Desmond, if he's in the lineup, I think he makes a ton of sense for, for Colorado. You you know, he, he's probably batting fifth, but that makes a ton of sense. Then you get a guy like Charlie Blackman. I know it's a lefty, but I don't care. Charlie Blackman hits lefties and righties well. And then I'd probably pass on a guy like Parra or Cargo. You know, I just think it's mainly like Desmond and Blackman in that outfield. If you look at the uh, Arizona outfield, it's guys like Peralta, right? Peralta is like the lefty you want. Don't hate J.D. Martinez, but there's better plays, so I would rather pass on him. But if you want to go, if you're if you're looking to stack up Arizona, I wouldn't be leaving David Peralta off it, right? It just wouldn't make any sense to leave that guy because he can hit uh, righties really well. So yeah, uh, moving on, we have you know Mets outfield, absolute pass. That team is terrible. Houston outfield, it's a guy like Seth Lugo, you know, maybe like get a little JJ, uh, not JJ Redick. Oh man, I'm in basketball mode. Uh, Josh Redick. Uh, so yeah, Josh Redick is a guy I think maybe I'd get exposure to on the Houston side or George Springer. People forget George Springer. He gets righties and lefties both well. So uh, yeah, George Springer is a guy that uh, you can definitely get to, but I'm not in love with Houston. Maybe that's a. Uh, Maybe that's a uh, maybe that's something I shouldn't be more in love with Houston because it's like a guy like Seth Lugo, so maybe I should have more interest in them. But I'm not absolutely in love with Seth, uh, you know, with Houston today in this spot. But yeah, uh, obviously, you know, you have to have interest in a guy like Springer and a guy like Reddick here. It's one of those things where, uh, you know. I talk about liking Houston, and I probably don't end up doing it, but I definitely talk about it because it makes sense against Seth Lugo here. Um, but yeah, moving on. Well, uh, Seattle and the Oakland outfields, uh, I don't know. These are pitchers like Cotton and Gallardo that we probably should be targeting, but I'm not targeting um, these hitters, right? Uh, you know, Seattle's a 5.06 run total against a guy like Cotton. You would think, uh, you, should, you know, loading up on Nelson Cruz makes a ton of sense. Um, but I'm probably not going to end up doing it. But if I had to play one bat in this, scene, in this game, it'd be Chris Davis on the Oakland side and Nelson Cruz as just one-offs. And I think that makes sense to do it that way if that's what I wanted to do. Um and then they kind of close things out here with the outfield. San Diego against, you know, San Diego outfielders against you, Darvish. That's just a hard pass for me. No thanks. Uh, I mean, I guess there's some, like, guys that if they get their bat on the ball, they have some power and pop. But eh, I'm going to pass on that. And then looking at the Dodgers, uh, you know, I just don't think it's, you know, Dodgers kind of cooled off. And I don't think it's necessary to play any Dodgers outfielders here. Like, none are just, like, popping off the page is really good plays. So, yep, that's kind of it for the outfield for me. Uh, just kind of. To sum it up, my favorite outfield play is the Angels. Uh, you know, the Trout, uh, Calhoun, and um, Trout, Calhoun, and uh, Upton combo. But yeah, that'll kind of lead us into the stack of the day, right? Uh, you know, I love Justin Upton. He's one of my favorite DFS rosters. And him going to this Angels team, you know, I absolutely love it. Hitting in 90-degree weather against a guy like A.J. Griffin who, hey guys, we all know this, right? Like, uh, A.J. Griffin is not good. It's not in a good hitting environment. Against lefties, a 5.26 Sierra. Against righties, right? A 3.70, which is like, you know, the numbers are just like so far off and different. And I don't expect that, you know, I don't expect the 
expect the righty one to you know sustain where it's at right that's not you know that's not typically where he's at right it just doesn't make a you know it doesn't make a ton of sense so i'm definitely gonna load up on some angels here i think in this hot weather park it makes so much sense so they, they, you know obviously when we do the stack of the day we leave cores off because uh you know everyone knows cores is a good play but for me just looking at this like angels have a huge run total right now 5.7 uh you know line movement's trending in their way you know their line movement's going their line's going up texas is going down again that doesn't mean texas is in bad play but in tournaments say more people are on the angels then it makes sense to go texas you could easily do that you can make the argument if the angels are going to be the higher own team then go texas if texas is going to be the higher own team go the angels but for me uh not including ownership or whatnot i think that the uh, angels are my favorite play on this state so they will be my stack of the day um thanks a lot for joining us guys uh you know uh, it's a little bit of a shorter one we had some tech issues a bunch uh and uh yeah so but thanks a lot for joining uh you know the weekend grind and uh you know definitely appreciate having you guys listen if you have any questions regarding this late you know sometimes my opinions change throughout the day if you have any questions uh you know say hey is your stack of the day different like a different picture if you see something in the lineup say you see a lineup is different and you say hey i'm kind of considering this picture are you considering him now that this lineup is different uh you know give me a follow on twitter at travis mangone uh, it's t-r-a-v-i-s-m-a-n-g-o-n-e yeah give me a follow there and i'm happy to answer your questions for you but that's about it for this late guys thanks so much for joining and i am out relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and lead gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease.